Linus Allmark has arrived after a bit of a rocky start that wasn't altogether unexpected. The Bruins netminder has put in some fantastic performances as of late. We're going to talk about what was on Saturday against the Calgary Flames, award the Big Bear of the Night, and talk about so much more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Boston Bruins specifically. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, December 13th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. So please smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. You can also get a view into my living room and... uh, Bessie has decided to jump on the camera this morning. Say hi, Bess. Please get down. Uh, Yeah, so please do subscribe. Podcast app, YouTube. Uh, Very much appreciate all the support for the podcast. And uh, hope we can continue to keep growing as 2022 draws near. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the show at LockedNHLBruins. Same handle on Instagram. And you can find me. My dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now heading into the Western Canadian road trip, I expected the Bruins to come away with maybe three of a possible six points, probably uh, beat the Vancouver Canucks to pick up a point from the uh, Alberta portion against uh, two very good teams in the Oilers and the Flames. The Bruins, of course, lost in a shootout to the Canucks and then uh, beat the Oilers on, on Thursday and finished off the road trip with a 4-2 victory over the Calgary Flames on Saturday to get five, if possible, six points uh, from this road trip, which is, which is fantastic. Assistant coach Joe Sacco, who's filling in for Bruce Cassidy, who's on COVID-19 protocols, should be off now, I think, as they get home and start practicing for tomorrow's game. We'll get to that in a moment. Sacco said credit to our group in the third period for responding the way they did the last two games, sticking to it, and playing the way they want to play. It was a successful road trip, five out of six points. Not an easy trip, especially the travel, back-to-back. Guys were sick coming into the trip. Um... And Brad Marchand added, we've got to be happy. This is a tough road trip with the travel that we had and back-to-back. Coming here, the way Calgary's playing, obviously Edmonton has been really good lately. Uh, You know, they have the two best players in the league. Vancouver's buzzing. They've actually won four in a row now under head coach Bruce Boudreau. Uh, And Marchand added, we're starting to find our game a little bit better, relying on different guys each night. And you saw that on Saturday. One guy who really stepped up for the second straight game was Linus 
Allmark. He turned away 41 Calgary shots to give the Bruins their second straight win. He was particularly strong on the penalty kill, denying the Flames on 10 of their 11 shots with the man advantage. In the two games against Edmonton and Calgary, he stopped 81 of 85 shots and allowed only one five-on-five goal. Sacco said it was another solid outing. Uh, Came up big, especially in the first two periods when the Bruins were hemmed in their own zone a little too much. He made the quality saves when the Bruins needed them. Goaltending has been good lately and giving them a chance to win. Uh, He added, hopefully, Linus can continue to find that success. He's tracking the puck very well. Competitive in the net. That's the biggest thing. Competitive in there. Give yourself a chance. He gave the Bruins certainly a chance to win. Now, Allmark described how he's thriving alongside Jeremy Swayman as the Bruins goaltending duo pushes each other to improve while literally embracing a healthy competition. We've all become accustomed to and uh, getting a, a lot of joy out of seeing them raise their hands in the air after a win, no matter who is in net and uh, giving each other a, a big old hug on the ice. Allmark said he pushes me to become a better goaltender every day, goes out there and he plays his heart out. That keeps me motivated and keeps me on my toes. Uh, he said he knows that if he ever has a couple rough starts or whatever, Swayman's going to pick up the torch and keep playing for the Bruins. He's a terrific goaltender. A lot of friendship going on there, but there's also a lot of pride. They each want to play every night, but whenever there's an opportunity for the other guy to play, uh, the other guy is very supportive, and that's what you want to see from a goaltending tandem, kind of the uh, the old goaltender controversy angle, kind of dead in today's NHL, as most teams rely on two goalies to play, uh, you know, night in and night out. So whenever um, the other guy is in net, you just got to support the team and, and do what's best for the team. He has now, this is all Mark put together, uh, you know, four strong starts over his last five dating back to November 20th, uh, 952 save percentage against the flames, 953 save percentage against the Oilers. Uh, he had one dip where he allowed two goals on 16 shots against the red wings. But prior to that, he uh, beat the Canucks with a 9.47 save percentage and beat the Flyers with a 9.35 save percentage. He hasn't allowed more than two goals since November 11th. That's over those um, five last starts. And he has raised his season save percentage to 9.21, uh, which is uh, is fantastic. Let's be honest. That's a, a great... Uh, mark for a goalie. Now, Swayman and Allmark have near identical stats. They're both seven and four. Uh, although Swayman is seven four and two, Allmark seven four and zero. Oh. Uh, Swayman with a nine twenty two save percentage. Allmark is at nine twenty one. So, um, the thing that I've been really talking about many times throughout the season is how the Bruins have been regularly outshooting the opposition, getting more attempts high danger chances, uh, but they weren't getting the uh, goaltending early on. And they also weren't getting the five on five scoring. And that came in this one 
uh, as uh, they yeah got goals from Connor Clifton, five on five, Brad Marchand, Charlie McAvoy, and Curtis Lazar. No power play goals for the Bruins in this one. They went 0 for 2. So to get that five on five scoring uh, is huge. And to get that goaltending in a game where they are outshot by 15 shots uh, is very important as well. So good on Allmark for standing tall. Uh, the Bruins finally getting a bit of, I wouldn't say puck luck, but generating uh, those opportunities and cashing in on them. And um, yeah, they escaped. No, I wouldn't say escaped. They emerged from this Alberta road trip with uh, four points from the Oilers and Flames, which is very impressive. And five out of six overall from the Flames, uh, Oilers, and Canucks. Before we move on to the big bear of the night, a quick word about Direct TV. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Again, free and available on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So please do subscribe. The YouTube numbers are going up, which is uh, very encouraging to see and uh, would really mean a lot if you would hit that subscribe button. Now, last week against the... Uh, Edmonton Oilers, I started awarding the big bear of the night. That goes to a player, an unsung hero who kind of filled the the, uh, the stat sheet in, in any given game. And I'm going to give it to uh, Connor Clifton this time. Uh, he scored the game opening goal uh, near the end of the first period, assisted by Trent Frederick and Anton Bleed. Uh, some important depth scoring there, making a contribution. Uh, he had the goal. He had just one shot on net, but he chipped in five hits, two blocks in 18 minutes and 55 seconds of ice time, including three 15 shorthanded. Uh, you may have heard me say before that, you know, I'm not convinced Clifton is a full-time uh, defenseman at the NHL level. He's a great seventh defenseman, can come in. Uh, if someone's injured um, and he yeah, made an impact in this game for sure. And all credit to him for stepping up and uh, scoring the goal and also uh, yeah, chipping in with those hits, getting physical, mixing things up. And the Bruins have been talking about getting back to that identity of being tougher to play against. And uh, they certainly did that on uh, on Saturday against the Flames. The Bruins have struggled to score at points this season, particularly at even strength, something we've talked about all season long. Uh, they only had uh, one five-on-five goal through the first two games of the road trip, and that was Matt Grizzlick's game winner in Edmonton. But again, they flipped the script on Saturday, scoring all four goals at even strength, including Clifton's and then McAvoy, uh, Lazar and Marchand. Uh, Sacco said in the second period, particularly, they made some good hockey plays, pucks to the net, good possession down low. 
Uh, big goal was the one in the third period to um, kind of put things away, make it 4-1. Uh, that was scored by Curtis Lazar, again, uh, assisted by Trent Frederick. He was a big bear candidate as well. Two assists, two shots, and two hits in this one. Um, so, yeah, it was great to see that depth scoring step up for the Bruins. Uh, and, you know, Marchand noted that a little bit of puck luck goes a long way. And this was one of those nights. Again, they were outshot. Um, haven't been getting that five on five scoring. They were ranked 32nd in the NHL in that category. Um, and, you know, Marchand say we've got a lot of pucks to the net this year. Haven't necessarily gotten the breaks that you hope for as a group. But if they continue to do the right things and put pucks to the net, eventually they're going to go in. And it happened on this night. Um, one thing they've been harping on is taking care of the details. And um, yeah, they came through. Curtis Lazar added the insurance goal, his second goal in four games. And again, the fourth line factored in significantly on the opening goal as well. Um, so that was very important uh, for that line to step up. Sacco said they were very good. Uh, they had good juice. They skated well, played a solid game. You could tell that they had probably not had the ice time previously that other lines had. So they had a little bit extra in their game, uh, being a bit fresher, perhaps. Uh, Frederick, in particular, Sacco said if he can continue to build his game in this direction, be hard on pucks, move his feet, be physical, certainly brings an element to the group that they need and good for him for uh, chipping in with those two assists, his first career multi-point game. So he's definitely, we'll say, uh, Big Bear number two in this one for the Boston Bruins. There was a, a sense that perhaps Eric Howla is better served playing on the wing. He hasn't really excelled as the uh, third-line center. Looked much better on the wing playing with Coyle and Smith. Uh, so I saw in a Fluto Shinzawa article this morning the suggestion that perhaps Frederick would jump to the third line center role and uh, put Howla on the wing. That could be something that we see uh, as early as uh, Tuesday evening against the Vegas Golden Knights. That is Boston's next opponent. They're at home to play Vegas. Uh, a bit of a tough opponent, but then they have three very winnable games uh, throughout the rest of the week. They play the Islanders on Thursday night in uh, Long Island. They've only won one game so far in their new arena. Then they play on Saturday in Montreal, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, and then 5 p.m. on Sunday in Ottawa. So Islanders, Canadians, Senators, three teams very much behind the Bruins in the standings. And to get these five out of six points, uh, come home, regroup, try to beat the Vegas Golden Knights, and then head out onto the road for three very winnable games. They have an opportunity here uh, to uh, pick up some points before the holiday break. They do end uh, this part of the, the uh, schedule with a couple toughies at home before Christmas. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Colorado Avalanche on the 21st and the 23rd. Uh, but for this week, some very winnable games for the Bruins. And we will, of course... Uh, break it all down here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast as it 
develops. Still no movement on the Jake DeBrusque uh, trade request uh, front. He, of course, uh, went on the road trip. He played all three games, put up a bunch of zeros in Saturday's game against the Flames after scoring against the Oilers. No points, no shots, no hits, no blocks, nothing. Uh, so very quiet in this one and uh, might be reaching a breaking point here with Jake DeBrusque. We'll see if anything transpires here in the next couple of days. The holiday trade freeze, I believe, goes in effect on the 20. Uh, maybe it's even earlier than that. I'll have to double check when that goes into effect. But there will be a holiday trade freeze, and he'll be locked in for, for like a week or so as the NHL uh, protects their players from having to be traded or moved over the holiday break. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, a quick word about Built Bar. The holiday season is here, and you can grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, sometimes even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, uh, and a ton of protein. You can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors, and Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down the mall doors, battle the holiday shoppers, and also to get through uh, a variety of family gatherings that you might have to attend over the next couple weeks. Uh, tell Santa to throw in a couple of Built Bars in your stockings as well. They're great stocking stuffers, and they're also perfect for cozying up with a Christmas movie. Uh, dip your Built Bar in a piping hot cup of hot chocolate, let it melt a little bit, give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Uh, especially the marshmallowy treats that they have in their Built Bar puffs, light, fluffy, through and through, different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste amazing. Go to Built.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15, 15% off your next order. Uh, you don't want to miss all the deals they have going on over there. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Football continues its march to the playoffs. Uh, pro and college basketball in full effect, as well as hockey, boxing, UFC. Uh, head to their new updated website, Right now, sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON after you sign up for a free account. All right, let's check in with some news and notes from around the NHL prior to uh, jumping in. Do a new week. Uh, Steve McFarland out in Calgary wonders if DeBrusque would flourish with another team in the same way Sam Bennett has since the Calgary Flames traded him to the Panthers last season. Bennett, similar story, first-round pick, requested a trade after struggling to reach his potential, seeing his role with the club reduced. Uh, he has now blossomed with the plant Panthers. And that was a deal that wasn't rushed either. That one uh, took some time to marinate. Um, McFarland noted the Bruins do seek a player of equal value for the 25-year-old. And the Flames might um, be 
trying to convince them to take a look at defenseman Nikita Zadorov as the Bruins look for a physical defenseman. Uh, Zadorov's $3.75 million cap hit is comparable to DeBrusque's, uh, and perhaps the Flames would have to include a sweetener with Zadorov to further entice the Bruins. Uh, however, you know, he's not really the best option, perhaps, out there, and, and I'd like to see the Bruins maybe reach a bit higher. Perhaps they could package Sean Monaghan in there, although he hasn't been the same recently after um, going through some uh, some injury issues of his own. Uh, the Board of Governors meeting last week, they talked about uh, NHL player participation at the Olympics. Alex Pietrangelo has expressed some concern about the COVID-19 protocols in Beijing. He's not sure if he will participate. He was already named Canada's roster along with McDavid and Sidney Crosby. Uh, he said he's got four kids under the age of um, three and a half, one of them, uh, for him to be potentially locked there for five weeks, plus the Olympics, a long time to be away from his family. Uh, Chinese law states people who test positive for COVID-19 face a quarantine period of between three to five weeks. And, um, you know, that could be prohibitive for the NHL and for individual players who could back out of participation rather than risk a lengthy quarantine uh, without pay if they contract COVID-19 during the Olympic tournament. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Elsewhere around the NHL, we will obviously update the Atlantic Division power rankings over the weekend. Uh, sorry, tomorrow, uh, but the Bruins, with the points that they picked up, uh, they are now soundly in the fourth position in the Atlantic, 625 point percentage. Uh, they're 10 points behind the Maple Leafs with four games in hand, eight points behind Tampa with three games in hand. So again, if they can pick up some of these uh, points against very beatable teams over the weekend, then uh, yeah, we'll be not talking as much about rebuilding and talking more about what they should do prior to the uh, trade deadline in order to uh, try to make an impact at the uh, in the playoffs. I believe that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for taking some time uh, to listen today and for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. If you're looking for a second listen, I recommend the Locked On Bets podcast, uh, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. I hope you all had a great weekend last night. Checked out the succession finale. All of you who listen know that I'm a huge fan. And uh, the finale certainly did not disappoint uh, with um, such drama, big twist at the end. Uh, I was really uh, blown away by it and uh, can't wait for the fourth season already. And uh, tonight, going to be catching up on Yellowstone. And then, of course, tomorrow night, the Bruins will be back in action against the Vegas Golden Knights uh, at TD Garden before another three-game road trip. That's it, friends. I hope you have a great start to the week, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.